This morning's reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 through 3. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Thanks to God. One of the great things about being United Methodist is that our theology is very broad and very wide and very welcoming. And we have a very churchy word that is kind of the foundation of our Wesleyan theology and it is called prevenient grace. It is the grace of God that is just freely given to all people and all of creation before we even can talk, before we can even reason. God loves us. And it was in that theology that we spent the week here at Vacation Bible Camp. The kids who were here and the youth who were here, all they heard was messages of love, that God is love and that God loves them. We are very grateful for Shelley Rack, who's been the VBC director for many years and was director this week and was making sure things went smoothly and, and working very closely with Karen Berry, who is doing the same, um, as well as Tom and Liesel and so many. Shelley is going to give some reflections on the week and the five messages that we taught and learned. Thank you, Jeff. Um, speaking in front of people is usually something I really enjoy. In fact, it's something I relish, something I look, really look forward to. But perhaps my experiences this week have moved me in such a way that I feel anxious and at a loss for words. And so I can only hope that my words today, which I've written down much of because I really wanted to make sure I got it right, convey I know not all of what's in my heart, but much of what's in my heart. So you can say that I'm a product of EBC. I was raised outside of Philadelphia um, and attended VBC as a very small child. It was a community effort between the Presbyterian Church, the Catholic Church, and the Methodist Church. And we had 150 kids, tons of moms, lots of fun, lots of singing, lots of stories, lots of finger play. I remember it fondly. Then I had the opportunity as a teenager to work in the nursery so that the moms could continue to do VBC and I watched the babies and that was my favorite. I absolutely loved that. But in the off moments, they would call us in to be part of the musical they put on every week. So that was something I always, always wanted for my children. So when I came to VBC with my husband, we had just had our first child, she was six months old and we sat, we visited a lot of churches. And when we sat in the pews and kids thundered down the middle aisle to story time, I was like, I'm home. 
We're home. We found the place we want to raise our children. We joined the church, um, and two years later, we started our very first vacation Bible camp, or maybe we, maybe in many years before that, this is 20 years ago, there was one, but it hadn't been here for quite a while. So we started our very own, and we made our own programs. We came up with the songs. We chose Noah's Ark. We chose Let's Be a Neighbor. Um, we painted our own t-shirts. It was a, sm a small undertaking, but one that had great importance for me. So fast forward, I don't know, a couple years later, Jill Hubbard-Smith joined us. And she's like, do you know there's companies out there that sell this stuff? In fact, we can do this really big. In fact, we can get 100 kits. And we had had 14 the previous year. I was like, 100? Um, but she challenged us. She said, let's open it to communities. We had only ever served our own children. So we said, let's open it to the communities. Let's go for 100. And I think that first year we got 70-something, and we thought we were hot stuff. A couple years later, we had 132 children in this building, and this place was alive. That's where this started. Ten years later, we're still at it. Every, every beginning of every planning season, I say, why? Why? Why are we doing this again? Because in the doldrums of January, February, March, it doesn't seem like such a good idea. It's a lot of work, um, but the experience of EBC is what makes it worthwhile. So now I'm going to get back to my notes. Um, so I hope in the next few minutes I can give you a glimpse inside the timeless stories of the week, why we as a team and as a church continue to support this valuable mission, and how all the answers we need are before us. If only we remember to seek God with the pure heart, and this is important, and the open eyes of a child. This year's theme was Rolling River Rampage, as I'm sure you know or have figuring out. Experience the ride of a lifetime with God. The more I thought about the lessons of the week, I realized these lessons and their themes provided an amazing roadmap that describes my life, my faith journey, and actually the co-directing experiences we've had here as a team at VBC. Each morning we met in the Rolling River Adventure Center, where we got our daily mission briefing, learned a few songs, got the day started with a rapid reminder, rapids as in rolling rapids, rapid reminder, like find joy on the river. We also learned our rafting ready verse from Isaiah 43.2, which Lucas already shared with us. And I believe Jeff's going to speak a little bit more on, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Wow, something I'm going to put on my mirror to remind me every day when I get out of bed. Because some days getting out of bed, as you know, can be an adventure. So day one. Day one we meet in here, and I, I guess appropriately enough, it's find adventure on the river. And Jesus calls his disciples. That is the story of the day that we share with the children. Now, that's a pretty big darn adventure. Leave everything you know. Come follow me. There's something about Jesus that's so irresistible that they didn't think twice. They left their families. They left their nets. They left the life they knew, and they followed Jesus for a really big adventure. Okay, like I said, some of our adventures aren't that big. Getting out of bed in the morning can be an adventure. Our first day at BBC is always an adventure. Liesl, sorry Liesl, she spilled her coffee all over the registration cards and CDs. 
So the wind was blowing, the tent blew over, the coffee spilled, stickiness abounded. Um, people running around, I'm not sure where to go. Concerned parents, how do I sign off? What if my child has allergies? Just see your shepherd, it'll all be good. Sign your child in, we will love them for the day, I promise. That's the message I wanted to leave with every parent every day. Have a great day, we've got this. We love your children, we want them here. So yes, every day is an adventure, and day one is a really good day to remember that verse. When you walk through the waters, I will be with you. And I said it a lot that first day. So day two, acceptance on the river. This one didn't make so much sense to me, but it, as I thought about it through the day, it kind of hit me over the head. So the story is Jesus accepts Mary and Martha right where they are. We know the story. Martha's busy working in the kitchen. She's kind of ticked off at Mary, who's sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to the stories of Jesus, being in the glory that is Jesus, soaking in all that he has to offer her. And Mary's washing the dishes, cooking the food, and getting more and more annoyed. Okay, so God, speaking through Cokesbury, put this story in here for me. Don't you hate when that happens? VBC is filled with things that need to be done. And when there are too many things to be done, resentment can kick in. Anyone relate to having a Martha moment anytime recently? <laughs> I know I did. And the kids understand this story, but adults, we don't do this story so well. So on Tuesday, as I was writing the prayer for snack time, reminding the kids to thank God, like they needed reminding, to thank God for accepting them where they were, it struck me, Shell, you got this all wrong. All around me, children were dancing, singing, learning about God's love, and I was busy sweating the small stuff and in the process was missing the mini miracles right before my very eyes. Jesus was accepting the gifts the kids offered by being kids. And was accepting the, the, off the gifts that the counselors were offered by loving the kids and be, be, being big kids them, themselves, excuse me. He was probably pleased with my efforts, but more importantly, God wanted me to be present, just as Mary chose to be present. Acceptance is a big deal. It's what gives us the strength and the courage to take that next big step. So at some point on our VBC journey over the last 10 years, Tom Kitson joined our team. That's when the sanctuary decorations went to like a whole new level of fabulousness. You know what I mean. So I'll never forget the first year we worked together building the sets. I don't know, seven, eight, I, I lose count of these things years ago. And after that long week, we had bought t-shirts. We had bought these t-shirts that we wanted all the volunteers to wear. And I handed Tom his t-shirt and thanked him for the hard work of the week. I'm not even sure he stayed for the rest of the week. He just did the really hard work behind the scenes. And he looked at me and through tears, he said, I have never felt more accepted in this church. And then I cried too. It's a moment that sticks with me. It's a moment that makes me realize BBC is not just about the kids. It's about all of us. It's about us as a church family. It's about the adults 
It's about watching the children go into teenagers who make us so proud every day when they make the, the tough choices, when they show up here and love these kids like they're their own brothers, actually better than their own brothers and sisters. I really can't say enough about what VBC has done, how it's changed my life, and I believe changed the lives of so many in this church. So day three, we find joy on the river, really big joy. So Jesus is walking with Zacchaeus at this point. Now, I don't think of this as a very joyful story. I don't know about you. If you learn the stories in preschool or, or Sunday school, um, you know, Zacchaeus is a kind of a crappy little man. <laughs> He's a tax collector. He steals money from his neighbors. Not somebody, you, you know, you really want to hang out with and uh, enjoy a meal with at the end of a long day. But Jesus didn't see Zacchaeus that way. In fact, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, I see the God in you. Come down, I'm going to eat with you today. And Zacchaeus, overwhelmed with unexpected joy and acceptance. God loved him, Jesus loved him and accepted him just the way he was and his heart was changed. On day one of our penny challenge, I guess we can call it, our coin drop, we had $19. Hey, that's awesome. $19 is $19. But we challenged the kids, and they didn't really need challenging. We made more money this week than we've made with double this amount of kids. The joy and generosity that they showed day in, every day, walking through our doors, was unexpected joy for me and I believe the others that worked with them. So, at this point I think I can share a little secret with you. This was going to be our last year of running BBC. The previous aforementioned chores involving the off involved in offering this program can be so overwhelming and the lives of the leadership team have become complicated and overly filled. We pledged to go on top, but we pledged to go out. In May, we said, we can't do this anymore, but let's do it just one more time. But to quote the famous chef, Emeril Lagasse, bam! In walked the unexpected joy. Joy is the gift that we involved with VBC receive every year, and it is a joy that we aren't willing to live without. Joy is the expression I see on the faces of everyone at VBC. In every rotation, waiting in line for the bathroom, praying before snack, in the wiggles and giggles that erupt during story time, the spontaneous singing and dancing that seem to happen everywhere. I hear the parents say, we need that new CD because we're still listening to the old CD from last year in the car. We talked about the stories at dinner last night. Some of our previous campers, as you heard, even set up a lemonade stand to support our efforts. So the joy this year could not be, could, could not be contained, and yes, it got to the team who said, we're going to make this one last great year. As Tom put it so eloquently, we have to do this because of the positive impact of the message of God's love on everyone involved, but especially the impact on the adults who see it in the actions of the children. So last night, I went to go see the new Fred Rogers movie, Will You Be My Neighbor, I believe it's called the most powerful movie I believe I have ever seen, and very timely, having come off, just coming off VBC. For those of you younger generation who don't know who I'm talking about, Mr. Rogers, um, sorry, you're lost. But 
I believe that Fred Rogers spoke to children the way Christ speaks to children. He listens to children. He doesn't treat them like children. They have very important things to share, very important questions. He didn't put on a funny hat, do a lot of dances. He didn't need to. The children knew that he loved them unconditionally. And his big message was, we love you just the way you are. And I hope that that's a message that we share at VBC. However, I have to say, the hardest and most poignant part of the movie was 9-11. Fred Rogers had retired, and he was doing special little bits, coming back and speaking on specials. And the producers came to him and said, you have to speak to the children. You have to explain to the children what happened. And he was crestfallen. He didn't know what to say. He said, what, what can I say? He was defeated. And I burst into tears in the theater, along with the, everyone else in the sold-out 640 Friday night showing. Who would have guessed? It's dead silence and then the sobs. He felt defeated. That's the reason that we have to pick up the mantle and keep going. He changed lives, and we can change lives. And I apologize. I know I'm getting long-winded, but I have a very special friend, Phyllis, who's a grandmother of Lucas, who you've already met. And she's going to share a little bit about what this has meant to her family. Good morning. I have notes, but Shelley covered a lot of it. But I'm a lifelong Methodist and went to VBS. It was Vacation Bible School in my day. And I went in Illinois. We moved to Rawway. I grew up, got married, had my children, and they went to VBS at Rawway, Trinity United Methodist in Rawway. And so in 1989, when we transferred to this church, I was disappointed that CUMC didn't offer Vacation Bible School. But then about 20 years ago, they started VBC, and I was thrilled, even though my children were already too old for the program. Then last year, when VBC was announced, Lucas was so excited in the pew and was listening to what was going to happen, and then he heard, and you have to be four. He got so disappointed because he was only three. Then this year, when VBC was started to be talked about, he got the biggest grin, and he looked at his mommy and me and said, I get to go this year because I'm four. In order to make that happen, I had to take a week's vacation and have him stay with me that whole week. It was the best decision I've ever made. <sighs> Excuse me, I get emotional when I talk. But we listened to the CD every day. He would get in my car and say, can I have my VBC music? And we listened. And on the way home every day, he talked about what he'd learned. And I knew he was having a good time and learning, even though he didn't know he was learning. What made it all worthwhile was on Friday, when Karen Berry asked the kids, does anybody know the, the Bible verse for the week? 
And Lucas's hand shot up, and he said, me, me, I know it. And Karen put the microphone to him, and he said it word for word. He didn't know what book of the Bible it came from, or what verse, or what, ch what chapter or verse, but he knew it came from the Bible, and he'd memorized it. He can't read yet. Well, little words, you know, but he can't read the Bible yet, but he knew that verse. And when Shelley told me that they were going to have him say it this morning, I said to him, don't tell mommy and daddy. It's going to be a surprise. And his mommy and daddy, I looked at them, and I could see the pride. So Vacation Bible Camp is extremely important to our youth. They learn without knowing that they're learning. And it's just a joy to be here. So if you have any doubts that Vacation Bible Camp is an important mission of this church, just talk to Lucas. He'll tell you what fun he had. Or talk to me. I'll tell you what a joy it was to be with all these kids this week. I worked with the arts and crafts, and they surprised us with what they could do. So, again, thank you, CUMC, for letting me have this VBC experience with my Lucas. Jeff? Yeah, Shelly. Can I say a couple more words? Sure. I promise. Maybe I'll, Ooh, sorry. I'll cut out a little bit here. Because I know, I know we are getting long. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump to the end. We learned about communion. And you're going to get to see what your kids know about communion today. Because everybody's welcome here. And then we learned about peace. About having peace on the river. The peace when you know you're accepted. Peace, though, comes at a cost sometimes. And Jesus asked us to spread his message. In the Great Commission, Jesus said, I will always be with you, giving you strength for the journey, but now this is what I ask of you. Spread my message. Demonstrate my love through your actions and teach. Teach about me. And that, my friends, is what we as a church and a community are called to do. And so VBC will continue to happen. And I pray that with God's help, VBC will find new life and thrive. Jesus challenges us all to teach and spread the good news. And so, my friends, a new adventure awaits us all. And I pray you will join us on this journey. Amen. Amen. Thank you. If you feel so moved, today is the day to talk to Shelley or to Karen and say, next year I want to help out. Uh, we need a lot of people to make this happen. And uh, thank you for your witness. I'm going to keep this brief. This was put out a few weeks ago, and it, it was at the top of the stairs. And it's kind of a reminder to everybody who comes up and down those stairs and in and out of this building from Isaiah who said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. I'm hoping that after we de-decorate this church, that we'll keep this up for a while so that people can be reminded of this because I have a sense 
that there are people who came to church today who may be wondering if they are going to make it through the storm that they're walking through right now in this season of their lives. And this scripture may be important. And in fact, I want to invite us to say this together. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. There may be someone who came to church today who's worried about a relationship, wondering if that relationship will survive, will it thrive, will it meet expectations, and they go to bed worried about that relationship, and they wake up worried about that relationship, and perhaps this scripture is for you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Perhaps there's someone here who's worried about their kids or worried about their grandkids. Perhaps there's someone here who's worried about their parents or their grandparents. And maybe this scripture can minister to you. Let us say this together. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Maybe there's someone here today whose family has been hurt by addictions and is going through a time of brokenness. Perhaps they're recognizing the bad decisions that a loved one has made or the bad decisions that political leaders have made or bad decisions that religious leaders and perhaps whole denominations have made. And perhaps this scripture is for you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Finally, we're invited to trust that we are in the river of God's love. We are in the flow of God's love. Maybe we're at the banks. Maybe we're in the center of the river. Maybe we're in the rapids. Or maybe we're in a section of river that is moving so slowly that we can't even sense it. We're invited to trust that we are in the flow of God's love. We are in the river of God's love. Let us say this again. When you pass through the waters... I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Amen.